This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Blue Chew. BlueChew.com, promo code OPOPIE to try it for free. All right, I got a very easy episode for you guys today with the passing of Eddie Van Halen. That news crushed a lot of us. I decided to pick a few pieces uh, to play for you today. We're going to start off with Sammy Hagar talking about the ups and downs of Van Halen. Then we got a great story from comedian Craig Gass talking about uh, the time he lived with Eddie Van Halen. And then we'll finish off with goofy David Lee Roth being David Lee Roth. This one is dedicated to Eddie Van Halen, a sweet, kind soul that just happened to be one of the greatest guitar players of all fucking time. Rock on, bitches. have a sense of humor <laughs> no they don't do that well they laugh at some other shit <laughs> like weird shit that no one else would laugh nah, at they, they we used to laugh a lot we had the greatest time for nine years you know the last year and that band got so ugly but it was because of a new manager came in and manipulated he was seeing ed now hey what why are you letting this guy run the band man you know like i'm telling you it was my band i mean it, uh, every decision made it was me you know they'd say well, what do you want to do? I'd say, well, we should probably go out in September. You know, that's you know, summer's over, and let's you know go out. You know, when you know all the summer traffic's gone. I'd say, yeah, yeah, good idea. You know, me and the manager. You know, they they just went along with everything. Then all of a sudden, this new guy comes in and starts needling Eddie. Hey, man, this is your band. Why are you letting this guy? Because I didn't like the new manager, right? So he, you know, just made he poisoned the band, broke us up. We would still be together. I'm telling you. We what kind of stuff was it that great. Eddie would be mad about? Like, 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 if you guys were successful, what could he possibly get? Yeah, there was a lot of money at stake. Yeah, like, and you're doing well. God. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you what was going on in Eddie's brain, but uh, and his brother is, you know, they stick together. Al and I were closer uh, towards when the blood was bad. Al and I would still get along, kind of. But then Ed would come in. <clears throat> it, the the quote was from the manager. Eddie wants his band back, and I'm going, okay. <laughs> I mean, it had been a long time. You know, Dave ran the band straight up. You know, I found that out after I got in a band that Dave ran that band, and then I ran that band. And then when I left, it's like they, under the brothers' guidance, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of went all over the place. You know what I mean? Up and down, here and there, things ain't, you know, they don't do much. You know what I mean? Like, new album? No, it hasn't been. Wait, no, no, this is the greatest hits record. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, this was old material. It's like, you guys haven't put a new album out since Gary Sharon. Really? 
And you they, knew that your tequila company was doing so well. Yeah, it was, and they hated me for it. But they, they, they had a problem like, with you. Why? They had a problem with you ever like talking about it on stage or something. Did yeah. you wear like a shirt or yeah, you got so the I tattoo? Yeah, so I got the tattoo. Yeah, so yeah. you could show they that. They said I couldn't wear shirts with my cobble. They told logo. you couldn't wear a shirt. Yeah, That's it was a in ta- our contract. Who gives a fuck? Exactly. So then you got a tattoo. No, it was child stuff. And you had so a I short sleeve shirt. So, on. Then, yeah. so you said, <laughs> "Oh yeah, screen. well I'm going to put a nice tattoo on my arm." If you notice, on most of Van Halen shots, I was always looking to my right. It's like. No. <laughs> uh, where you at with David Lee Roth? And the reason I ask, nowhere. I, I've never, I, I've never been friends with Dave. I never even yeah. knew him. I went on tour. Him and I went to tour together, and we did huge business, but we never spoke. It would be like, you know, he's he's a weird guy. He, he's, he's a strange guy. I do ask for this reason. You've been on our show over the years many times, and we've had David Lee Roth uh, the last few years. I just feel like you guys would actually really get along. No. We have nothing in common I, I, except I, being lead singer in Van Halen. That's a big thing to have in common. That's a big thing to have in common. But I, I could see you guys having drinks. Yeah, I know. Can't you see that? Yes. If if if, if maybe you uh, weren't you know both involved with the whole yeah. Van Halen thing. Well, yeah, I'm fine with it. I tried on the on the because he likes to have a good time too. Sim, man. He does. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you, both, you both talk about anything. You're both pretty good sense of humor. Not around like, me, don't. No. <laughs> well, because he knows you took his spot, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, you take that out of the equation is what I'm saying, and you guys just I met tried. on the street somewhere, and you weren't Sammy Hagar. He wasn't David Lee Roth. I just feel like you guys really would get along. I tried. I, Kid Rock and I in Detroit on the second night of the Sam and Dave tour, right? Yeah. Uh, Kid Rock and I. Sat in a room with Dave. Well, Kid Rock got got to me and said, "Why aren't you guys doing something together?" I says, "Cause Dave won't do it." I said, "I'll come out and sing, you know, one of your songs. I'll play guitar, and you really got me, you know, whatever. You come out and sing, finish what you started. You know, he can't sing my register, but you could sing, you know, you know, you know, if you want to see other guys, you know, he could sing in that register, right? It'd be yeah. cool, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then once we got the deal together, he wouldn't do it. So Kid Rock comes and says, "Man, this is bullshit." He's in there with Dave. The guy comes and gets me. Hey, man, Kid Rock wants you to come over right now. He's got Dave. He says he's got it all worked out. I go in the room. Dave's smoking a a friggin' uh, a filter. The cigarette's gone, man. He's in there puffing on a filter, man. It was <laughs> whacked out, and I'm going, yeah. And he's, yeah, you know, hey, uh, you know all this, you know, the way he is, you know, it's like kind of just kind of showboating. I'm, I'm thinking, you don't have to do all that, you know, just me and you and Kid Rock. We can be. You know, have a good time right here, you know? Yeah. Next day, Dave, you want to do a show tonight? Dave's not here. Oh, no. Dave, I got some tequila. Dave's not here. Swear to God. Wouldn't wouldn't talk. Nothing. Nothing. So so I dogged him. I came and I did an interview and I dogged him and uh, in the interview. And, and then, then, then things blew up and they had to keep us apart. And when he was on stage, I had to be out of the building. And then when I was on stage, he had to be out of the building. Oh, out of the wow. Wait, oh, yeah. out of the building, yeah, not just. Yeah, all kinds of stupid But you guys shit. knew you weren't going to interfere with each other's performance. I wasn't just... even worried about yeah. anything. It's like, you know, it's all his trip. You know, his big show. He had five bodyguards with him. Five big football players in his bus with him. Okay. All right, so maybe I should take that back. Maybe you guys wouldn't get along. And that's not, uh, Dave's his run in Van Halen. I can tell you straight up right now, the early Van Halen stuff is killing. I was as big a fan as anybody, but where he's taking it today, I'm sorry, I have no respect for the way the guy sings. He's in shape, does pretty good performance. If you like that kind of 
vaudeville kind of dance and stuff he's doing out there now. But to me, it's like you got to. You think kidding. it's vaudeville, like different, like not? <laughs> but he was always kind of like that, Dave. Yeah, it's quirkier now that when you're he sixty, had the sword and all, and... it ain't the same when right. you're sixty. <laughs> but my point being is that I'm saying if I would have sang like that in Van Halen, that off key and that you know like screwy with the melody and stuff, the brothers would have crucified me. So what would you say if you saw a chick like a chick took her top off? Like what? I'd say nice tits or something, you know. Right. Sure. Or, or like, hey, go to the side over there. The guy's going to let you. <laughs> Did that ever work? <laughs> that, that works? Work? Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> That's It's amazing. different now. Like, you know, I guess back in the day. No, like, I'm talking about yeah, back in my first marriage right. when I was a bad guy. But I'm, Right. Yeah. But they, they, like, girls would have to blow to roadies to get to the band. Well... That's, they weren't oh, supposed to. That that the roadie wasn't supposed to make that happen. You know. Right, but then they would like. They, oh. Yeah, they did it. Yeah, and that you, is true. You would know though when the chicks come back, wiping her face off, trying to plant a big kiss, and they say, "Hey, go kiss, go, go kiss Mikey." <laughs> we didn't co-mingle, you know, in 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 the rock and roll days in in Montrose. We call me, you know, the whole band. We'd have chicks. We'd all be in some room. We'd be all fucking each other and everything, you know, but. um in, in Van Halen, we never did that. It was always, you know, I had my little harem going. They, somebody had theirs, and, you know, mm -hmm. we kind of had our own separate little booths underneath the tape, underneath the stage. That, um, so, so this would happen during a show. My guy. My, you, yeah. You could bring a girl underneath the stage yeah. during a show, like Eddie Solo yeah. or Alex Solo, yeah. and you'd be getting you blown, get blown or whatever. during a show? Yeah. And, awesome. you're all, and you're all sweaty, and they didn't uh, care? No. <laughs> Bottle of water, but <laughs> great life. But, but see, I had my crew, crew guy that did, went and got my my people. So I'd say, you know, hey, yeah. So it wasn't like there was just a bunch of uh, bunch but, of roadies doing that. I had my guy that took care of business for me. You know, I only played guitar in about three songs, and I had a guitar tech, so he didn't have much to do. What's what song was uh, Sammy time under the stage? Eddie's guitar solo, just he, a he nice did, little eruption or something. He did it. He did all of them. You know, he did Cathedral and Rupture, sure. you know, that, that little long version of. So uh, when you saw that on the playlist, you started getting a little excited. Oh, I knew like, right it's where time it was. For Sammy. No, Sammy everybody time. knew. It was all set. Everybody <laughs> nice. knew. Was there I ever... mean, I didn't do it every single night. But... I'm perfect for a rock station. I'm going to rock station. I'm the first comedian to ever open for Metallica. I toured with Allison Chains. I lived at Eddie Van Halen's house. I got great rock stories. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what do you mean you lived at Eddie Van? It, it was. Um, did Jimmy tell you that? No. No. Uh, it, it. Fifteen years ago, I uh, started working on stuff in Los Angeles. I'm at a concert at the uh, Universal Amphitheater. And a friend of mine, um, he hates being involved in this story, but uh, so just I won't say his name. Yeah, just say I, a buddy of mine, mine uh, says, he's introducing me to people because I don't know anybody in Los Angeles. And he goes, hey, I'm going to introduce you. And he's, and he's, you know, doing whatever, an L.A. thing. And at one point he says, uh, he goes, oh, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce you to this guy who lives with one of the biggest rock stars on the planet. But don't, don't tell him I told you that. Come here. Maddie! Hey, uh, Matt, this is my friend uh, Craig Gass. I don't know if you listen to this show, if you watch this TV show, and this guy turns around and goes, oh, my God, dude, I'm your biggest fan. I go, really? And he goes, dude, I, I saw you at the Roxy last year. I went to the House of Blues and paid 50 bucks to a scalper to watch you open for uh, Robert Schimmel and uh, and Richard Jenny. And, uh, That's a good show. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a damn and, good uh, show. And, uh, and, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I love your stuff. And uh, so we start talking. We make plans to go bowling. And we get to the bowling alley. And he says, uh, do you mind if I bring my friend Ed with me? 
And I said, yeah, of course. And he goes, all right, because he's got a kid. His kids. I hate when people say that. <laughs> yeah. <You laughs> no, gotta... just say it's Eddie Van Halen. Don't be snide. That guy. Cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You mind if I bring uh, my friend Ed? Yeah. My friend Ed. And I go, yeah, of course. And he goes, well, he's got a kid. His kid's 13. And I go, dude, it's bowling. Who gives a shit? And we get to the bowling alley, and I'm there with a couple of my friends. This guy shows up, Maddie, And then uh, his buddy Ed's not there. And he said, oh, he's always late. And then um, we're waiting for a lane to open up, and I look over and I go, holy shit, look who just walked in. Look at that. Three o'clock. Look at that. Who's that right there? Is that? Is that? And the guy stands up and goes, Ed! <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, smoking a cigarette in the bowling alley, comes of over. Hey, which one of you guys is a comedian? And I go, that's me. I'm crying. He goes, hey, I'm Eddie Van Halen. And I go, yeah, how you doing? Yeah, and we all know. And he turns around, Wolfie. This is the guy. This is the fucking guy right here. This is the guy. And I come to find out that this guy, Maddie, who I had met the week before, is Eddie's assistant. Maddie lives on the property in a guest house. And Maddie uh, runs the 5150 Studios on, on the property. And he happens to be the biggest Stern fan on the planet. And I was auditioning that year to be uh, Howard's sidekick. Right. And so apparently he was running down to... Ed's house every day that I was on and saying, you got to, there's a guy on the Stern show now who does a Paul Stanley impression. There's a guy on the Stern show now who does a Sam Kinison impression. There's a guy who does whatever. And he starts hearing all these stories. And at the bowling alley, Eddie Van Halen is telling me my life story uh, that he heard third hand through his assistant. And one of the stories was that I have been broke my whole life. And the only thing I've ever wanted to own was an illegal cable box. That's all I've ever wanted <laughs> was an illegal cable box. And I finally was able to buy one. I, you can get uh, one at 125th Street. It was, <laughs> it was, I think it was 300 bucks, and I got the illegal cable box. And Eddie at the bowling alley goes, he goes, I heard you were broke your whole life. He goes, me too. He goes, I heard you. All you ever wanted was legal cable box. He goes, that's crazy. Cause, uh, and he looks both ways. I got a legal cable box too. And I go, <laughs> I go, really? Eddie Van Halen stealing cable. I go, really? And then Eddie goes, yeah. He goes, the thing is, I'm fucking rich, but don't want to pay for cable. And I was like, are you fucking serious? And he goes, yeah. And, and so over the course of the next uh, year and a half, uh, this guy, Maddie and I would hang out from time to time and, and I'd come over to the house and then Eddie would be there. Hey, you guys some jokes? You want to see some free cable? And I'm like, no, no. I'm just <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. And, uh, uh, and then I got in a bad relationship that went south really quick. And uh, I called my buddy and said uh, something really bad happened one night. I was out with a girl and she did something that was just really, really difficult to deal with. And I called the guy up and I said, man, I, 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 I need to talk to somebody. I, I, I'm going through a tough time tonight. And he put me on the phone with Eddie, and Eddie said, dude, I told you she's a fucking skank. And I go, I know. <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck are you living with her for? And I go, I'm living with her because I got nowhere. I, she's the only person I know in LA. He goes, dude, back up your shit and move in with me. <laughs> and I go, really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you can stay as long as you want. He goes, the only thing is, don't tell anybody, but... Uh, the band's getting back together, you know? Holy he shit. Goes, so uh, it's going to be kind of noisy at night. And I go, so the only thing I got to worry about is the fact that you're gonna be, Van Halen is going to be, he wants yeah, me to rehearsing. stay. Yeah, he you're going uh, to be awake at night because you're hearing them. He said you can sleep practicing. on the couch in the studio. And he said the only thing is the band's going to be getting back together, so it'll be noisy at night. And I go, 
because Van Halen's going to be jamming in the next room. And he goes, well, I know you're working on your TV show. Because I was filming a new TV show at the time called Las Vegas. Right. And uh, so I, the girl came back. She's hammered. She goes, uh, I'm sorry. I'm really drunk. I didn't mean to. And I go, you know what? You can suck everyone's dick in this room if you want, because I'm moving in with Eddie Van Halen. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Packed my shit up, moved up to Eddie's house, and I lived there for four months in 2004 while the band was reuniting with Sammy. And uh, they uh, they tried to document it. Uh, they had uh, people documenting the whole reunion, but it was it was tense. Yeah. And the kids who were filming every day, uh, they it was just a decision was made, like, we can't release any of this, so... Uh, but I remember going to a concert with, uh, Maddie, the assistant, we went to a Metallica show and I met a girl, really nice girl at this concert who said, uh, you know, we exchanged phone numbers and I, I texted her after the show and said, Hey, do you want to hang out? And she said, uh, yeah, let me call you in a half hour. And she called me and she said, Hey, what do you want to do? And I said, uh, uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? And she goes, you want me to come to your place? And I said, yeah, I, Ooh, you know, I don't. Hang on, let me let me find out. And she goes, "Oh, you have a girlfriend?" And I go, "No, no, 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 I don't have a girlfriend." But Way I better. just, I'm, you know what? It's just, it's, it's just weird. I'm in a weird. Si- Hold on, let me just. And I go, Ed, hey, um, I met a girl tonight at the show. She wants to come up here. You mind going? And he goes, "Dude, got some fucking pussy." And I, go, <laughs> and I go, "All right." And I go, "All right." So I call her up, and I, I go, "I oh yeah, can you meet me at the bottom of this of this road? There's a there's a Ralph's at the bottom." And uh, she goes, you don't want me to meet your address? I go, no, I'll, I'll bring you up. And then I met her in the parking lot. I say, yeah, just, you know. And she goes, so what, what's what's going on? Why, why do you have to get permission for me to come over? I go, it's, uh, and I don't know how to tell her. I, I live at Eddie Van Halen's. I, I, I didn't know how to say it. So I go, I'm, I'm in a weird situation. Um, and uh, I live with somebody. And it's just, he, it's, um, it's just something that I, we get up and I use the back gate and, uh, there's two gates that go in. I went to the back gate and then I parked next to the studio and I still haven't said anything. I open the door to the lounge, to the studio. She walks in and goes, wow, is your friend like the biggest Van Halen fan on the planet or what? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she starts noticing shit on the walls and she goes, what the fuck? How did your friend... What is, how do you get that? And it's from Warner Brothers Records. It's the cover of all the Van Halen albums. And it says, commemoration for 60, millions, uh, 60 million albums sold. And she said, how do your friend get this? And I said, do you hear, you hear the noise in the next room? Um, that's Van Halen. Um, this, this is Eddie Van Halen's house. And it's kind of a long story, but I'm, he's letting me live here until I can get back on my feet. And she goes, oh, okay. Zip, okay. fling. Yeah. It was immediate. That's always the next question. And it was it was immediate. Although, Fix on it. although the, the, the conversation leading up to that moment was just a lot of her looking because my back was to the studio door. So she was talking to me going like looking over my shoulder. Yeah, yeah, of course. Looking at you know. So how did uh, how did that end? Did Eddie kick you out or you finally realized I gotta I gotta move on? It ends badly. Uh-oh. Oh, you're smiling. Oh. It ends badly. It does. So you're, uh, you're, you don't talk to Eddie Van Halen anymore. Not because of Eddie. So uh, a year later, the ex texted me and said, uh, "I and I hadn't talked to her in a year. I just want you to know that Maddie and I are in love. And giving her the benefit of the doubt, I texted her back and I said, Maddie who? <laughs> <laughs> right. And she wrote back and said, well... 
he feels terrible because he loves you. And it was a, I was hanging out with this guy all the time. What the fuck? And they were together for five years and almost ended up getting married. I, and uh, they finally separated, but yeah. But Eddie was- But you couldn't handle uh, being around Maddie anymore, obviously, so you had to give up your Eddie Van Halen. It was, it was the instant like, oh shit, okay. And it was like I wasn't. I was actually more bummed out about him right. than I was about her because I I got over. Her. Yeah, sure. But were you doing that thing like, ah? But it's Eddie Van Halen that I get to hang, <laughs> no, hang I just, around. I called him a couple years later. They were going on tour, and I and I called him up, and he picked up the phone. And he goes, "Hey, who's this?" And I go, "Matt, uh, Ed. It's it's Craig Gas." He goes, "Hey, what are you doing?" I go, <laughs> "I go, nothing, man. What are you doing?" He goes, "Sitting on the toilet, taking a shit." And I go. <laughs> No. Uh, you want me to call you back? And he goes, no, what's going on? I go, I, you know what? I'll call you back. I'll call you back. <laughs> I just, Eddie was the- he You was just the, made Eddie Van Allen sound like the coolest guy. He, it really? He is the coolest guy. All right. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, to try it for free. Yo, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. Listen up. It's BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Look, if you could benefit from confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew prescribed online by licensed physicians so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. Who wants to do that? And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. It doesn't say boner pills on the damn package. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. Just pay the $5 for shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, BlueChew.com, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, to try it for free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. How's the relationship with everybody in the band? Because there's always been those weird rumors, too. No one knows anything for sure, but it always seems like there could be some conflict. There is, is there conflict? conflict. Because it's not, obviously different personalities kind of living together. Sugarcoat it. Yeah. In our band, there is constant back and forth. And at the same time, I think everybody's more than old enough now to really uh, to respect what mm. we've been allowed to do. You know, yeah, if we've yeah. made a contribution, that's for you to decide. But we've been allowed to do this job for how many summers in a row? <laughs> Yow. You know? <laughs> it's like uh, we never got kicked out of summer camp. Usually you get too old like Menudo. <laughs> are there, <laughs> we just kept coming did, back. Are, are there things you guys do to avoid the conflict? Do you kind of... Maybe only see each other when it's time to play. I mean. Yeah, you know, for uh, Edward and I, there is a lot of whatever that chemical is in guys. That you know, we Two never, alphas. We never lost it. We both are competitive with ourselves personally to an obsessive, uh, whatever you call it, obsessive-compulsive nature. Mm. I mean, with or without an Eddie Van Halen in my life. 
you know, a, a lot of my time is spent with my head in my hands going, <laughs> come on, Dave, come on, <laughs> like mm. this, and still to this day, and he as much or more so. Then together with each other, there is that mutual support of, wow, am I glad I met you? Wow, we've done some great stuff together. And that also combines with, I think you're in my space. <laughs> oh, shit. There's always a great moment on a Van Halen show, especially over the last two tours, where at like halfway through the first song, Dave and Eddie will just hug. Like, right, they'll stop pretty much, just have a beat in the background and give a hug. Like, and the whole crowd's like, oh, that's amazing. Right, right. Oh, they're doing a war. And then you see him six months later, and there's no interaction. You're like, oh, uh, oh boy. Is this show going to, well, are they going to get through this show? Oh, you yeah. just never know. Well, you I never do know. I asked, I, I asked that question because uh, when you guys first got together, was it the same type of. You know, when we first got together, you mean as kids? Yeah, everyone just got along and so forth. No, the conflict was from day one. (laughs) Oh, really? And sustained from day one for thirty-five years, off and on. Oh, not not a note out of this symphony's changed. Not not a bit. That's an accurate question. I I just always thought it it kind of evolved over time that you guys started having that conflict. It's like when I say, "Man, I hurt today." People say, "Getting older." I say, "I wish that would mean there was a time in my life when I." didn't hurt right. wow <laughs> i've been aching and pain since day one do you and guys this think band has been aching and pain <laughs> since day one and it is that conflict yeah it is that collision that sound mm-hmm. in you know and that here's that japanese shit again in sumo that's called tachiai when they collide boom you can hear that all the way across the arena and that's the sound of van halen is that there is a mutual push-pull like you found on all the most colorful football teams and baseball teams, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The reason that uh, people still wear, you know, that Oakland Raiders logo, you know, it comes from wh- whatever city it's in today. It hails back to Oakland, California, sure. of the late 70s, you know, when they were the qual- the wildest bad boys mm-hmm. and the also the winningness and the most picturesque and, you know, blah, blah. So. Have you? Uh, guys ever thought of therapy <laughs> I, I think all you learn in therapy is how to lie to each other a little better be a, little, a little more smoothly you know the last we heard you were I don't know you made a video in the woods saying that the Van Halen thing was going to shut down the for a little Van while the Van Halen thing has become very public in that Eddie took ill he was not he was not right the entire tour mm. and the ups and downs of that constantly you know, when you're on the road it's uh, it's unfamiliar everything and having to go to the doctor and oh, having man. to go to anything besides what you're doing to play the shows is uh, taxing, especially since we ain't exactly pr- uh, spring chickens anymore. It's mm. <laughs> the one word I stutter on. You- <laughs> <laughs> spring. That, how long ago was that? Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs>